Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community in South Australia. I'm your host, Johnny Kecko. And before we get into today's episode, I'd like to kick it all off by saying a big thank you to all the supporters and listeners of this podcast for being there and helping support this podcast through its first year and what a year it's been. And I'm so proud to finally share with you that this podcast, Kicking It Local, is a finalist for Best Sports Podcast in the Australian Podcast Awards for 2022, powered by iHeart. It's an absolute honour to be nominated in the category which was last year won by Optus Sports Football Belongs Podcast. So please keep an eye on my socials in the coming weeks to find out how Kicking It Local goes in this year's nominations. Now let's get straight back into my chat, part two with Alex Mullen, the Sergio Melter winner. And if you haven't listened to part one already, make sure you go back and listen now. Otherwise, here is a quick refresher. Like, firstly, my, my brother, he, he was, as a junior, I think he hit puberty at like 11 or 12 or something. So he, people used to call him like a, like a man-child. So he was just a big, strong unit, really successful like in his junior days, played... Um, Played for the Joeys, under 17 Joeys, and you know did really well. Had a few trials overseas and things. So he was looking like he's going to do really, really big things, and he still did do big things. You know, especially at the, the local level. And if you don't hold a 2.2 GPA, you're ineligible to play. So <laughs> we had guys, we had guys from like Colombia, Brazil, um, Scotland, England, you know, all over the world, right? And they just hit out to play soccer. Yeah. So it was a constant struggle to get these guys like above a 2.1 or whatever it was, just to be able to play. So we had other, <laughs> we had like boys doing their homework we were in the study hall together, trying to get their GPAs up, just so we could get the best team out there on the weekend. Twenty twenty two was a, a great year for your team, Campbelltown City, coming so close to another grand final against the eventual champions in Adelaide City. How was that for you, especially after a great season overall? Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was disappointing, uh, Johnny. It, it was like um, it was a funny season because um, we, the spotlight was on Adelaide City. We felt all year like they they they, um, they beat us twice. Um, they were doing this great, fantastic run uh, in the Australia Cup, and you know they were, they were first the whole year. Um, so the spotlight was very much on them the the, the whole year. Um, but when you really like strip it back, we felt like we had a really good chance, you know, because they, I think they ended up finishing on fifty one points, and we fi- we fin- ended up finishing on on fifty, so only mm-hmm. one point shy. Um, so we really backed ourselves if we could get into that grand final, uh, to, you know, to, to hopefully you know, kind of give it a bit of a shake. But it was disappointing, um, and that's what finals footy is all about, you know. Like um, it's it's do or die, and, and unfortunately on that day uh, against Comets on that night, it it just didn't happen for us. Um, so yeah, disappointing, but again, that that's football and should you know provide a bit of fuel for, for next year, hopefully. Well, it's a promising year because it was under the coach of um, Michael Matriciani. Yeah, he's he's a proven uh, NPL coach, but the season prior he was in the state league two coaching. So it's a massive jump from. I know he's already been at that level, but he went back to state league two and then has come back to NPL in that first year. He's finished, got the club to being second place, and only one step away from a grand final in his first year back in the NPL. Um, at a new club, what was it like being coached under a player like him, who's a, a great player in his own right as well? Back in the day, yeah, great player uh, and, and a great coach too. 
yeah, I think he's got a lot of um, a lot of potential to do really big things in the, in in that space. But uh, I played against Michael um, as a player. Um, he's a you know prolific goal scorer. Um, but when they announced he was uh, going to be the coach, it was like okay, wow. Like I only know him as a you know as an opponent or a yeah. player. Um, but as soon as he came in, like um, just the passion he has for the game, just really resonated with me. And I, I know, you know, just the way he thinks about yeah. the game. He lo- just loves it, um, and that shines through what he's learnt about the game and how, you know, how he, how much time he spends through it and how, how much game analysis he does. A lot of people would say it's overkill, but I just see it as passion. And I, I, yeah. I just love it. I think it's gr- great in terms of um, how much, you know, he's willing. How much work he's willing to put into to be the best um, he can possibly be. The um, how did did he fit in very easily at the club um, in his first year back at the club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very. He, he's a, he's like a club legend. He played there for numerous. He's a Campbelltown Campbelltown boy. So I think he won. I think he was part of the group that won it in thirteen. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a well-known face in those club rooms. So yeah, it's quite. I imagine I'm not sure exactly um, from his side, but it, it seemed like it was pretty seamless. The um, you talked a little bit about the people behind the club that have been there for a long time, the volunteers and all that. What's um, what's it like at Campbelltown? Because when I come came down there for the first time, I don't very venture out to all those clubs in that um, in the far far side of the city. I'm yeah. a Western boy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm slowly getting out to every other club now, which is great, and I'm seeing different cultures and different um, environments. And one thing I noticed about your club on a Friday night before that um, that preliminary fi- final is that there's families there hanging out on a Friday night, watching the juniors train, and then it's got a very good family um, environment down there at the club. The Italian background, yeah. and that's where I've grown up in the Italian background. So the it seems like it's a very family-orientated club. What's, from your point of view as a player, senior player, what's it been like um, at that club? Yeah, great. I think it's the best thing about Camelotown. I think... Any player that has been at Campbelltown would have the same, you know, thoughts that you just you just explained. Then, yeah, um, it's just a sense of just like just being all together, a family, and you know, being hospitable, hosp- hospitable to <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, to um, you know, opponents and always putting yeah. on dinner and you know, trying to be the best they can uh, is something that Campbelltown have always done. Really, I think. Yeah, it just gives you a strong sense of pride, really. Even being a Camelotown player, I feel part of the club. You yeah. know, I feel like I want to give back um, because I see so many people giving back themselves. It makes you want to do it as well. So, a uh, really special place, and uh, again, it's just so fortunate to be part of it. It's um, when I went there, it was everything you think a local football club should be um when you go to when you look at clubs in sydney and melbourne you got that that um those old clubs the italian clubs the greek clubs yeah, yeah. the um, serbian clubs yeah. and they've got that real cultural feel to them and i think campbelltown is um a club that has that in mm. south australia and i think that's really great and what's the the vibes like with the with all the families and the italian background and the heritage there what's it been like there for you to fit in you, you, do you enjoy being part of that kind of environment yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've loved it i um like my family's my mum's german and my dad's english right yeah. so the whole italian um, environment was, was new for me but it's something like i've picked up so many little things from just being around yeah around that kind of culture and how they do things um 
I still have a beer on a Thursday night. Like yep. yeah, they're all drinking the sparkling waters, but I've still <laughs> kind of kept that tradition. But um, they just like to do things with quality. I think yep. quality and all together, and um, you know, no one misses out. And it's always a case of giving, 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 and that's what makes them so strong. I think. Yeah. And um, what's the difference, like with all the clubs you've been at over the years, that this club has compared to all the others? Yeah, I think it's the um, the volunteers. Yeah. I think. Um, I know a lot of clubs struggle for volunteers, like most clubs, really. But Camelton's a club where people just love doing it. They are always there. Um, we've got a... I mentioned his name before. We've got a um, volunteer chick, his name is. Um, but he's he's basically announced his retirement like six or seven times since, since I've been there <laughs> and just still comes back. He just can't get away because it's, again, what we were saying before, like it's it's community it's, it's their sense of belonging they belong to that environment so yeah. I think that's what they do the best um, yeah just just being a big family well this year um, wasn't a successful one for the club or well, it, it could be successful in some people's eyes you managed to get so close to um, another grand final and you finished second on the ladder but for yourself it was a very successful one because you took out the Sergio Melton medal what was it like for you to, to be able to take that out yeah, it was it was yeah it was good. It was pretty special, really. I um I didn't really expect it that um you know t- to be to be the winner. I think I was uh, you know I was injured for a couple of weeks and um I knew yeah I had a bit of a you know look up at the other players. I knew Josh Murray had a you know real stellar season. So yeah, it, it was a great it was a great night. Um, to have my dad there to see that was probably more important to yeah. me than anything. Um, just because he's been there the whole journey and he's been the one that's, you know, driven me everywhere and, you know, given me the opportunity to be good at be, be good at it. So to have him there, my brother was also there um, on the Robbie Jets table. That was the most special thing about it, I think. The um, Did you ever have a sense that it was coming? Because you said you weren't, like, weren't expecting it, but did you have a sense at some point throughout the night that it was going to go your way? Because going into it, I was one to tip you uh, as the winner, but there was a lot of... The, the two that it was going to be was either you or Mori were the two tip to take it out. And I think Alan Welsh was brought into the mix with some people's uh, views as well. So you were part of the top three to going into the night. Mm. But yourself, everyone always says, oh, I never expected I was going to win. But did, did you ever have the feeling at some point throughout the night that you were going to take it out? Uh, I think, I think, look... After ten rounds, when they put that board up, the update, I think, oh wow, like um, you know, I'm 15 points. Um, that was like, wow, I need to stop, yeah. slow down the drinking a bit because who knows? But um, yeah, I think after the tenth round, I, I knew I had to, some games to miss after that, so I still thought, you know, you know, people would, uh, you know, obviously catch up a little bit. Um, but then, you know, towards the end of the count, back I seemed, seemed to pick up points and points and. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's when I, you know, I saw my dad getting a little bit, a bit antsy out in front in front of me. So I thought, oh wow, you know, I might, you know, I might yeah, take this out maybe. So, yeah, I think yeah. Jason was a Jason. I think it was Constantopoulos was yeah. uh, creeping up. He was at the top for a bit, and yeah. uh, that was out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. A team that finished third to bottom. It's not the first time it's happened because we had the year prior the yeah, Wooden yeah. Spooners um, yeah. got uh, McCabe taking it out, but that was a shock to see him up. But then right at the last minute, you managed to overtake it and get um finish it all off yeah after taking it out what was the moment like with your father when you finally got back to the table and um and uh, share that moment with him yeah it was nice i think just yeah it was it was special really like um 
my dad doesn't really, you know, after games or before games, we don't really talk much football. It's just kind of like, you know, just it's just kind of the two things, like don't get injured, don't get yeah. a yellow card type of thing. Um, so just to see him, you know, really proud and, you know, just to be there with him. To win that was 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 special. Yeah, just not not just for us, but for the for the whole family. I think. Yeah. Um, if I won something that prestigious, I would never let go of the thing. I would hold on to it forever. Um, you did a little bit different, and you you let it let um you left it there after at the end of the night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually got a photo with it. I don't know how I did, but at some point at the night, um, you uh, you left it behind. Matt Mays from Football South yeah. Australia. Um, found it um, yeah. and uh, he was holding on to very with his life but um, I somehow got a photo with it as well so really? I think he did the rounds for a bit and everyone was uh, making out there with the, the Sergio Milton winner for the night yeah yeah oh, I guess I just f- forgot that I reckon <laughs> I had the medal around me but yeah. I, I didn't know the trophy. about the trophy whatever so no thanks uh, thanks Matty Mays for, for looking after that for me mate it's um no nah, but now, have you got it on the, the, the trophy up on the the wall or in a good place yet, or are you going to wait? Uh, no, nah, yeah, I've got it at home. Yeah, I've got it at home uh, in, in the study somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the night like afterwards? Did you just enjoy the rest of the night? Was it a blur afterwards because you just, after after winning something like that, it's that big? No, we went, to, um, we went to the casino. I, yeah. I, like, that's one of the big things I like doing um, after the, um, the night is, you know, people not just from your club from everyone we went to the casino had a couple of drinks with um you know some some players um from other clubs and then uh spent, spent some more time with with the family and and the committee members at Campbelltown. and yeah it's a good night the uh the celebration of football it's my second year going in uh, 2022 but it's a great night i loved it um yeah. for yourself as a player how important is uh nights like this to celebrate the football community as a whole yeah, it's great. It's really special, isn't it? I I think um, I've been to a couple, um, and they've only really gotten better and better over the years. I think just in terms of like you know put, putting a really good show on the highlights mm. and all the technology they do now. Um, but the, I think the the biggest thing I like about the night is um, everyone's finished with their competition. And you get a chance to you know yeah. talk to players and you know other people that you're not you know affiliated with you know on the week week to week. And it's just it's just nice to kind of like um, just just talk to them and you know see how they found the found the year and what they do you know and talk to them away from football a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also just seeing like like for instance my dad was there and you know they they announced the Hall of Famers at the start and like he knew those players and um, those those people that were getting the Hall of Fame honor or whatever. And I just think that's that's wicked. I think like that's that's what it's all about. You know, like at the end of the day, soccer's just like. It's just a vehicle just mm. to, to all get together and, um, you know, do something that brings us all closer. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, my dad knows those people, like, I look forward to those days, like, playing against so-and-so or playing for so-and-so or, you know, like, those memories, are, you know, will always stay stay with me. So that's why, that's why I really like those nights more so than anything, I think. It it is great to um to acknowledge it. I've only been involved in the the MPO and all that only for a short period, but to see that um moments like that is great because I've been to a few other awards nights and this is something different. The way it's put together, um, it's all about celebrating the local community and it's it's very different. And I find it more enjoyable than some other ones that mm-hmm. it's all about the awards and it's very it's very different. I don't know how to put it, but 
it's it feels different, but it also could come down to the people that are there as well that are invited to the night because I think the community in, within football, which is something I'm learning through this podcast, is yeah. very different to all the other sports. Yeah, don't for sure. And I think the biggest thing with that is it's um it's secondary, right? Like mm. um, like we all have jobs, we all have um, lives away from football, so. You know, I think probably with the A League or you know, mm. um, we're t- talking off air about AFL and stuff. Like with their nights, it's their it's their bread and butter. Like they earn a living out of the game. So yeah. um, we we want to be there, if that makes sense. We, we we it's it's something that we love doing away from yeah. our jobs. What's like. Some of those people there are real estate agents of their full-time role, but you got real estate agent awards. So those awards nights will be if that's <laughs> yeah. your day job, and you're going for an awards yeah, night yeah. for a real estate agent. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you probably will be like the the LA United night or the Crows nights, maybe because yeah. it's your job. You're winning an award for your job, pretty much. But yeah. you put, I think you put that 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 um, put that well. But the the, the biggest role of the night was the uh, the volunteer of the year award this year. Yeah, um, Adam Butler, who yeah yeah. There's many moments throughout the year that we all love um, and we all remember him, but he he takes those memories and puts them into an image that we can always look back on and we love those images. And sometimes you take it for granted, don't you? That 100%. Some yeah. of the images he, take, he takes, but to see him get recognized on that night, I had the privilege of sitting next to him for the, the night at the table and the shock on his face to, to get that recognition, you could see how honored he was to to to, to, oh. to take it out that night incredible mm. yeah absolutely incredible like like he he has been taking photos on the side of the pitch yeah. forever yeah you know and and like he's just one of many you know there's joe janko as yeah. well like he's another one like just i was speaking to him on the night and he was mentioning that he's got photos of like my dad and my yeah. uncles and like he could dig them up you know i mean that, that's how many photos these guys have mm. taken um, like and he's doing it off his own back. Yep, he, I remember he's a volunteer. Yeah, yeah, I remember him saying to me about a photo. This is Joe Janko about um, the Aloisi brothers playing together when yeah. they were kids. Yeah, well, there you so, go. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, so there's some incredible photos out there, and someone like Adam as well who got recognised for that. Yeah, is is um, incredible. I know a lot of others get recognised, but the amount of hours he puts out there to to go and take these photos, and there's a lot of people out there that didn't win that year this year as well, but got nominated. The, uh, the amount of hours without those people, we wouldn't have the be able to do the sport. You wouldn't be able to play. I wouldn't probably be able yep. to commentate exactly. if it wasn't for them. Yep. Like everyone says, they're the, the heartbeat of the, mm. the club, aren't they? If there's no volunteers, there's, there's no club. And if there's no club, there's no game. <clears throat> so they're the people that make it work. And, you know, like I, I take my hat off to every single one of them. It's incredible what they do. Absolutely. And there's a lot of things that go... You've got to sacrifice a lot of things as a as a, um, a volunteer, but also as a player, you sacrifice a lot as well because you are, as you mentioned, you also have full-time jobs on the outside. So the it's only a part-time thing. So if something happens on the field, you hurt yourself or injured, it's not, it's not a great thing because uh, it impacts your life outside with your job. Depending on what job you're in, you might not be able to do, the same capaci- do it to the same capacity. You were at a game the day after your preliminary final on a Saturday. It was the State League One preliminary uh, yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Parry Hills uh, Knights taking on Modbury Jets. A big game uh, for both clubs. Parry Hills Knights were there to win the game um, to get into the grand final, which they eventually did. Yeah. But 12 minutes before the end of the game, a, a tragic injury happened to the goalkeeper at Parry Hills. Um, your brother was playing at Modbury Jets yeah, that's um, right. yeah, yeah. for that game as well. But... <laughs> I was there commentating that game. It was something that we haven't seen in this local game for a, a while, which is something we don't want to see too often. But 
the goalkeeper for Parry Hills, tragic injury, broke his ankle during that, that game. But one thing that stood out for me, and we mentioned it on the broadcast, is there was about 20 minutes or so before the first ambulance came um, down there, and then it, straight after the second one came, and it, it took about an hour before we were able to get back to the game resuming, over, just over an hour, I think close to an hour and a half. But the first one on the site to, to help the young, the young player was yourself. Jump the fence to, to help him out. I know your background is um, you you're a, um, you're a physio, but what was that? What uh, drew you to, to to step in and be the first one there to help? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it was traumatic, wasn't it? It was um, out of nothing. Um, I was just there to watch my brother with my family. You know, yeah. obviously, like you said, it was a big game. Um, I wasn't the first to go over. Um, I think the ground should obviously noticed at first and. Um, the player was a uh, Jordan. Um, I know Jordan through my Parry Hills days. Yep. As he was just a young kid, you know, when I was playing there, and you know, he was a goalkeeper, and he did a bit of like a bit of extra training and stuff with this with the seniors here and there. And I know his family quite well. I know his granddad quite well, Ted, uh, and his mum Katie as well. But the ground steward also knew, kind of knew me, and I think he knew that I was a physio. Not that I'm qualified to deal with those traumatic yeah. issues in, in, anyway, but. Uh, I thought, you know, I, pr I probably could, you know, lend a hand. I probably could, you know, offer some kind of service. Um, just jump the fence and it was traumatic. Yeah, it, it was, um, like you said, you don't want it to happen. Really, really sad. But um, it was just a matter of just trying to keep him calm, as as calm as he possibly could. And uh, just keep talking to him, make sure his, you know, his leg is supported like, yeah. throughout those times before the ambulance comes. So... Yeah, it was just um, I, I don't know. I just felt like you know, you know, someone's got to help him. So being well, involved in those type of moments, because have you ever had those type of moments um, or been around that in your time? Was that was that one one of your first that you've been around? Uh, I've been as a player. I th I've been in a few um, big injuries. I remember Oli Tatani breaking his uh, elbow or something like that. Uh, but, or was it, yeah, something like that back then. Uh, yeah, a few, a few traumatic injuries over, over the years, but um, nothing like that. That was yeah. probably the biggest one I'm seeing. Yeah, the most kind of traumatic one. Yeah, well, I think it was nice to see someone like yourself to, to take that time out. To, you didn't have to, but to be there and support him during that time of waiting. Yeah. Um, was he thankful? Did you ever get to speak to him afterwards? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, really. Th yeah, he called. Um, he sent me a nice text message, and I spoke to his mum after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, you just you know, if if it was me down there, I'd hope yeah. someone would do the same. Like, uh, it was. Uh, I was just happy for him to. He's on the like on the road to recovery now, so um, he yeah, he's doing well. So it's all good. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy because I've got the privilege of chatting to him in the grand final afterwards on the broadcast there for NPL TV. Um, but to see someone a player like yourself that didn't need to in your day off um, from playing and also day off from work to take the time out to help someone, it's what our community is about, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And just goes back to what we've been talking about most of the podcasts, mm. isn't it, really? Like, um, we're there because we want to be, and we're there because, you know, we all know each other in yeah. some capacity, mostly, you know, if you've been around the game for a while. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, you've got these memories with these people. So, I mean, you know, if we can all help each other, why not, you know? So, it's all good. Absolutely. Well, the um, unfortunately, they didn't make it to the... Uh, um, they didn't win the grand final, unfortunately, to West Adelaide. So it would have been good to see them in the uh, in the NPL next year. But your brother, he will be there, and you'll be um, playing against him. 
next year. That's right, yeah. He, he's re-signed for Marbury Jets and he's going again. Yep. Um, you know, Maddie's Maddie's a very busy man at the moment. He's um, you know teacher and two two little girls at home. So I think it was a bit of a discussion with with his wife Leah, uh, my sister in law. So I think he's secretly very happy that he's gone again. Yep. Do you reckon he will last a few more years? I think so. Yeah. I think I think he will. It's only what thirty two or thirty three something like that. Uh, he's thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty three. I reckon he's got another couple of years in him. He, yep. he, again, he loves loves the game. So, and you know, football is just a way to stay fit and you know, stay around socially with people. So, yeah. And you know, it's I can see him playing. Yeah. Well, you got the battle of the Mullins now. We got your you and your um your cousin Daniel against uh, your brother Matt next yep. year. So yeah, we, just like the backyard. Huh? <laughs> yep. So uh, looking like, yeah. looking forward to that. Hopefully, there's no uh, um no kicking the cock sticks on the <laughs> no yeah, those yeah, things. yeah 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 no, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, no tears and no 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 broken bones. But yeah. Nah, well, looking looking forward to uh, 2023 for that instance. But, mate, we've talked a lot about your career in um, soccer and football, and you always mention how it's good to have things on the outside and football is only half in, in the local league. NPL is only half your life because you also got um, work outside as well. Mm. But apart from work and then football is your, your second life, You've got a third life as well with your mates um, and your cousins that you're close with as well, or your family, sorry, that you're close with as well. It's called the Man Picnic. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yep. for those in the football community, some are in the know, <laughs> but some that are not in the know yet, there is a, uh, a group called the Man Picnic, um, yeah. and it's a group of mates, isn't it, that just get together and drink beer. Yeah, you've, you've, hit, the, <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head, mate. Um, yeah, we just it's just me, my brother, my cousin Daniel, uh, Willie, uh, Alex Sanusky and Joel Wright, um, just a group of really close guys. Um, it was actually through the COVID period where we started it. We, and it's nothing, yeah, it, we couldn't go to a pub basically. So what we did is we just got a deck chair out each, went to, you know, a park and just, yeah. you know, just drank a few craft beers. And then, um, Joel Wright, he he's just quite he's quite handy with his photos and he loves editing and stuff. He's made a page on on Instagram and that, and um, it's just become this this bit of a thing now that we do every every month or month and a half or so. So it's uh and we just love it, you know. So just just us drinking beer in the park, um, yep. and you know just rating you know you know craft beers here and there. So it's just it's just a bit of fun. It's good. So it all, but if it wasn't for COVID, then we wouldn't have the man picnic. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, no, we wouldn't. We, no. we probably would have just gone to a pub like we usually do. Yeah. Um, so this was the period where we were locked out. Um, well, sorry, we were closed, um, forced for lockdown at yeah. home. Yeah. And we only allowed out for a little period. Is that the period? It was a period where we couldn't go into like pubs and stuff yeah. and we had to socially distance like uh, yeah. it was like a one point. I can't even remember what it was, but essentially we could only be in like wide you know wide space areas yeah. together you know more than so many people so my brother was just like in our group chat he was just like boys um let's just catch up in the park yeah and everyone brings six beers <laughs> so we did it and you know the more we drank we're like you know as you do you know you like come up with ideas and stuff and it just kind of like <laughs> it started so small and it's nice. it still it still is pretty small to be yeah. honest but, um, you know, it's something that we carry on, something that we book into the calendar um, every so often, which, which we look forward to. It's good. Where did the name come from? Um, well, it was 
<laughs> it's very generic. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> a bun- kind of bunch of five guys, uh, you know, having a picnic. I don't know who came up with it, but it just seemed to click. Well, I liked it. When we brought you here on a Friday afternoon for this recording session, you brought um, some Pirate Life um, beers as well. Yep, yep, some Pirate Life. So, uh, uh, what is it? South Coast Pale Ale there. Yep, and I brought my, uh, the Pirate Life uh, Lager Italiana, so. There you go. You know, a bit of of culture to to the old podcast as well there so, we go. so i'm gonna open up good. the uh the pirate life the second one you brought yeah there cheers, you go. cheers for that there yeah, we good go on you. first time ever drink responsibly everyone <laughs> but it. it's um it's the whole point is learning about people that come to my podcast uh that I interview and learning about their background as well because everyone's got a life outside of um yeah. soccer um and it's good to see that this is soccer and friendships brought together and you've got something completely different all together that's it, yeah. And uh, you know, some stage we're gonna, you know, not be fit enough to run around, but we'll definitely be fit enough to catch up. I think in a park or whatever. So it's something that we'll try and keep up, you know, and you know, carry on, and, and you know, make sure that's you know a staple, um, you know, in our friendships to all make sure that we stay together and, and be be mates or a few beers. So Absolutely, good. and um, we couldn't talk about the man people picnic without the uh, the. The guest of honour you had on for a bit as well, Matt Mays is from Football South Australia. He's a media manager there. Yes. He's, yep. I've done a lot of work with him. People that don't know him, he's the media manager for Adelaide uh, for Football South Australia and is the man behind a lot of uh, great ideas at the at the Football South Australia. Or if he's not behind the ideas, he's a man that puts it together from, yep. from someone else's idea and he does a really good job at it of promoting the game. But he did a really good job of uh, getting you guys uh, a great beer called the Lout. The lout, yep, yep. yep. Very... Tell me a little bit about the lout. I know a little bit about it, but well, we'll, we'll, well back firstly, down. firstly, he was very lucky to get on the man picnic. To be, yep. to be, to, to be frank with you, yeah, he, you know, he put in his application. Um, Willie uh, suggested his name, and uh, I thought, oh, I don't know, you know, we got some, we got some good applications because you know we have like you know thousands of applications, yeah. you know, because we're so big. Um, uh, but yeah, he was uh, his application was strong and um, it fitted the criteria, and uh, we uh, in the group chat we decided we, we decided to go with him. So he got invited along. Um, obviously, good friends with Willie like, yeah. through the federation and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he came along. We gave him the gave him a nickname. We called him uh, Touch Tackle or TT <laughs> because he plays. <laughs> Apparently got an award or a Sunday League something or whatever. I think so. he, didn't he finish top five or something in the Sassel yeah, Division gave. 7, I there think it was? Yeah. But uh, he gave him the name Touch Tackle and uh, <laughs> he came to the man picnic and honestly, like, blew our minds with what he put together. Like, we couldn't even believe what he had, what he had been up to. With um with the beer, is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically everyone brings a six-pack of craft beer, right? And... You know, everyone has. We go through the beers one by one, and um, TT, <laughs> it was his turn, and uh, we all love Peter Crouch, right? Like we love his. I don't know. He's got a podcast himself. The Peter Crouch podcast, yeah. Yeah, really great. Like funny, great, great guy. Um, but he he has um he's developed his own beer, and it's called a it's called a lout. So it's like half lager, half stout, and it's just this funny thing that we put in our group chat and stuff and laugh about. But he, he somehow managed to get these lout beers over from England. Like they don't even sell them in Australia. Like he flew them over, and uh, he uh, he he brought brought like six of those beers along. So we tried that, 
um, and he was still in all this footage with Joel like, over the day, and um, he put he put a video together of the Lao and our man picnic, and Peter Crouch ended up putting it on his Twitter. Yep. <laughs> so we were like, "What's going on?" Like, we're just a couple of mates from Adelaide, like drinking beers in the in the park. And yeah. Peter Crouch is retweeting us or whatever he's doing. Yeah, it's it was, pretty it was incredible. Unreal, it was unreal. Yeah. I think your video ended up getting over forty thousand views on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, I know, I know. So we're gonna retire from from soccer and get into nah. <laughs> nah, it was uh, it, it was just just funny, just funny how things get bigger and bigger. But how was it when you're feeling when you saw someone like that um, share it on Twitter? Yeah, well, I, I remember showing Emma, my um, or fiance, um, and she she was like, "What is going on?" Because I remember first when we first started the page. I was like in her ear, like Emma, fifty likes, like we've got fifty followers. Man, picnic's gonna be huge. And like, like two weeks later, we have like seventy or eighty. And then this this thing happened, and we've got like a thousand. I don't even know how many we've got now, but yeah, it's all Joel really. Joel's the one that keeps up with it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we just like <laughs> it's catching up as mates. So that's yeah. that's all it is. So it's just funny. It's it's great to see, and um, I love the little side projects like that. It's just a little bit of fun, and uh, it could turn into something big. Ah, oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe we can do a little bit of a crossover and do a kicking a picnic or something. A kicking a picnic. There you go. Yeah. Um, or picnic, or picnic local. Or something. Oh, I don't know. We'll work it Whatever, out. Yeah, I'll leave that to you, mate. We'll, we'll um, get together. It's not as good as the word louts, lager and <laughs> Lout, stout put yeah, together. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. But um, no, it's it's fantastic to see Joel. All right, another. Um, he does some great videos um, and social media for you guys as well. So yeah, he's he's top level, Joel. All right, um, one of the best, one of the best players, but good, great bloke. He's my um, him and Daniel are my Thursday stout after training <laughs> training partners. So yeah good guy fantastic and um we all love the content you guys put out on social media it's actually made me realize some of the beers that are out there and drinks uh, that we can get into we should do one with um uh, the best uh, non-alcoholic beers as well maybe there you go yeah yeah, yeah maybe um I've tried the big yeah. shed one that actually <laughs> tastes like beer but it's got no alcohol it's yeah, perfect yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. But the problem is we like the alcohol part of it. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't be a man picnic without, without the proper alcohol. That's, the fair, that's fair enough. But now let's go. Uh, it's been a great chat talking to you, um, uh, Alex. I've really enjoyed the insight to your career and also what it's like coming up in a family of Mullins. So big name in South Australia. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be more big names to come from the, uh, the family soon. Um, with your, well, hopefully your um, nieces become football stars as well eventually. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, whatever they want to do, uh, you know, no pressure on them. Just whatever they want to get into, then yeah. we'll see. But um, hopefully we've got a new generation of Mullins to come through as well. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, hopefully. But um, before we end it all up, you're probably across this already, but kicking at questions, um, it's going to be a bit hard, one of them, because you already do that on a, a monthly basis with the man picnic, but... The first one, let's get into that one. Who would you love to kick it with on the park? Anyone in the world? Ah, uh, on the kicking it on the park. Mm. Uh, um, anyone in the world? Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different here. I'm gonna go um, Janino Polista. Okay. And yeah. I'll explain why. Because yeah. I, I was listening to the podcast on the way here to, to make sure I knew you asked questions at the end. Um, yeah, Janino Polista. He. So my family all come from Middlesbrough. So. He was a Brazilian yep. from Sao Paulo, and he signed with Middlesbrough. Um, and he was five foot four or five foot five, and I just remember watching him as a kid, and he was just a magician. Um, 
So I would love to actually, you know, have a juggle or just kind of have a chat with him, to be honest. I, he actually played in the A-League for one year for Sydney FC. I think he was like 35 or 36 yeah. or really a lot older. But yeah, he was a player that I have vivid memories of watching, getting up, you know, all hours, all hours of the uh, morning to watch just him uh, play for Middlesbrough. So yeah. It'd probably be him, to be honest. Nice, that's a good choice. And then the second one is, who would you love to kick it with on a Saturday night, watch some football with, um, maybe have a couple of drinks and be anyone. Maybe Peter Crouch. <laughs> Peter Crouch. Maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. Uh, I think my brother would be, can I have a couple or? Do whatever you want. Oh, you a couple of people. Yeah, you can yeah. Go choose, um, yeah. Oh. Whatever. I think Maddie. I think my brother, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, probably be my brother, but... Um, the other one I thought of with this question was, um, I don't know if you're over this, but have you heard of Ned Brock, Ned Brockman? Oh, yeah. So he's a. So it's just only recent, actually. But um, over the last forty days, he's run from. Oh yes, yes. He's, he's run from Perth, like Cottesloe Beach, to all yep. the way across the country, across the Nullarbor to um, to Bondi, to, in, in Sydney, uh, doing like 80, 100 kilometers Jeez. a day, and. I don't know. He, every day, I've just been. I'm. I've just checked his Instagram page every single day. Just so inspired by this fella, like just a top guy. Um, it would probably be him, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Do you reckon he'll be into some football as well? <laughs> I think he's actually into footy. I think. Yep. Um, but doesn't matter. It's not even about the sport, nah. is it? It's just about the guy. Like yep. he's, he's raising money for. That's fantastic, isn't it? And yeah, he's putting his he's putting his body through hell. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he'd be one just to kind of just pick his brain a bit, really. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, love people like that that do that. I think even in the footy world, I think it was Kane Corns did it recently yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. South Australian, so um, it's fantastic. I think even Tommy Little did the uh, the swim across from France or something to another yeah, country. The channel, yeah. Yeah, so the first time I think he got stopped by the border security at one point, so he uh, yeah, <laughs> had to yeah. go back and do it again. But it's great when people do things like that for charity, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It just um, shows that. It, yeah, they're more than just their sport, more than just their job. You know, they, yeah. they, they care about certain things, and they, you know, they're willing to put their body on the line to do these crazy things. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And mate, it's a pleasure chatting to you. It's been a great episode, um, or a couple of episodes, talking to you about your career, your family, um, your outside life with some mates, and uh, all the bits in between, and your football career as well. And I think you've you're only thirty years old, aren't you? Yeah, so, yeah, thirty. Yeah. So yep. you've still got a, a few few more years ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. I think I've hopefully, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Look, mate. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's nice on a Friday night to sit sit back and have a chat over a beer, talking football. So appreciate uh, what you do for the for the community. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely love it. People like yourself and all the other guests I've had has been a pleasure to chat to and uh, speak soon. Absolutely, mate. Good on you. That was the Sergio Melter winner for 2022 and Campbelltown City's Alex Mullen. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow at Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.